and welcome to your bonus episode today we are talking about coronation street and royalty why michael the queen's visited coronation street the this queen. week just today in fact we're recording this on what day is it the week Eighth, i've lost Thursday, all the, time. the 8th of july 2021 and one for the cory history books her madge has only just been to Coronation Street today. I know. How exciting is that? What brilliant! I'm very excited. unexpected. I was I was um, at a meeting today um, uh, for school. We, we we went off and did a little jolly. Some of the leadership team and I was just sitting you didn't there. Didn't have a jolly. You make it sound like you went. We went golfing. to the deputy head's house. Yes, yeah, so and sat, sat around the table house. all day and talked about stuff. And uh, I was just a bit bored at one point. I looked on my phone. I was like, what, "What's going on here?" And I was like, "Is this old pictures?" And and uh, this the social media was flooded with pictures of the Queen walking down the street. It's so so exciting. I had no idea that this was going to happen. It was top secret until it had happened. I think really really cool. And yeah. then and obviously you're a massive massive um, royal nut. Listen, aren't you? here's. The disclaimer. Here is the disclaimer. If you're the sort of person who does not want to hear about the royal family and doesn't like the royals, do yourself a favour and turn this off because you are not going to like this. Because this is all about Curry's royal connections. This is not about whether we should have a monarchy royals. or not. <laughs> this is not about whether the Queen is should be allowed to do whatever she wants or whatever. This is about the Queen and other royal family members visiting and also royal connections in Coronation Street and if you are a Republican, you are going to get annoyed. Please save yourself the blood pressure rising. <laughs> and, I, you know, I don't know. Listen to a different episode. I'm very sorry because this is just going to be a bunch of gushing. Did you know why, perhaps... I, don't, this is, I, don't, I haven't seen this written anywhere, but do you know why perhaps today was chosen for um, her royal visit? No, I don't know why. It is Tony Warren's birthday today. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, I haven't seen this linked anywhere. It is also my mum's birthday. I don't think that's related in any way whatsoever. Possibly not, possibly um, not. But, yes, the Queen came. She spent about 40 minutes... Do you know there, how old Tony Warren would have been today? He was born in 1936. OK. So he would have been less 85. than 100. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, he has sadly departed, so you can't rack up the, the years once you're gone. Now, today I spent hours looking up Coronation Street-related royalty connections and I have found various things from various sources, including Hello Magazine, ITV's press site, Chris Ship's Twitter account, who is a royal correspondent. Interesting, you probably don't know this if you follow the royals, but there is such a thing as the Royal Rota which is where, which is a, a pool of journalists who follow the royal family around and they share information with one another. Okay. So it's like an yeah, because I'd seen this Chris Ship on Twitter so doing some of the reporting, so I didn't know who he was. I know so. who Chris Ship is. Thank you very much. The Sun, Coropedia, Manchester Evening News, Bill Podmore and Pat Phoenix's books, The Express, Coronation Street op- updates.blogspot.com and The Mail. You're so good quoting all your sources. See, I need to get you to do this more often because usually it's me who does all the notes of the podcast, isn't it? We wanted to get this on a done and recorded and out today just to, well, just it's, to it's topical get on the train. Now. Yeah, so um, so Gemma has done all the work for this. Episode. I'm gonna, I'm not, probably not going to say a whole lot on this. People might be relieved to to know. Right. So she she was sort of ushered around the set by Ian McLeod, who's the current producer of Coronation Street, took about forty minutes apparently, 
and she um it was basically i i would imagine i get the impression that this would have taken place at some point earlier in the year or last year if it mm. weren't for the pandemic because this is to celebrate 60 years of coronation street and also the fact that they stayed on air during the pandemic they discussed filming measures adapting plot lines isolating and doing stunts and apparently um she what someone in the quote she said was there's quite a lot of work to do and you do it every day <laughs> and she also heard about the two meter stick rule and she says so that's how you do it oh yeah did they have security dave there no they did not and that's <laughs> one of the controversies of the day that we're not going to get into about people saying that they were not socially distancing oh, yeah. this is not about that i'm not interested in talking about controversial things today i'm talking about the queen so she got she got some presents as well didn't she, she? said so that's how you do it it's probably the simplest way to do it It's quite difficult to act two metres apart, isn't it? (laughs) Another health and safety related matter, Kate Spencer, who plays Grace Vickers, warned her about the couples and she said, I've been told I'd probably better not, talking about walking on them. Oh, okay. Um, So she she got given gifts, as she said. She was presented um, gifts. I think this was just off the um, Rovers set. So there was like a little gift table and she was given by Molly Gallagher, who plays Nina, Liam Barstow plays Alex and Amy Barlow plays Elle Mulvaney. No, way around. <laughs> um, she was given an original Corrie cobble and she said, and one of the quotes from the day was, they're the same cobbles, you moved it. Oh, right. What's she, what's she going to do with that though? That's, that's what I want to well, know. Well, let me finish because I think that we'll find some, some more out as we get through this. Okay, list. okay. She, this was, this was a Corrie cobble from the set that was opened by her back when she did it. And it says 1981 here in the press release. I don't think that's true. No, it was 1982, it was 1982. wasn't it? This, it's also been specially engraved by local stain, stain merchants. No. <laughs> stain <laughs> merchants, that sounds very good. <laughs> Stone masons. She also got given an early edition bottle of the 60th anniversary Weatherfield Spirit Gin. Oh, that's I cool. am still very salty because you cannot buy this anywhere. No, all the cast members got one of those last December, didn't they? They did, well, indeed. Well, if they, if they happened to be turning up to the set If they were the there, time, they could there get these, one. Yeah, specially made bottles of gin with so nice labels. Had, like, oh, would you open it or not? When I read this early edition bottle, I thought, oh, they're going to release it later this year, but I think it just means the number's very low. Yeah, so it's like number one out of five hundred. She's probably something. swigging it on the way back home, on the, on the, chucking, chucking the bottle out the, the window, train like everyone else would do. <laughs> she also had a pair of Mearhart Manchester Skyline gin glasses, and I looked this up. You can buy them from www.mehaart.com. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five pound each. That's fifty quid's worth of stuff. She can flog that on eBay. Um, and she also got some a signed anniversary book. And some Newton and Ridley beer mats. That's really cool. But yeah, but what? But not what just she, that. Oh. Listen, young cast members who play Ruby Dobbs and Hope Stape presented the Queen with a little red robin tree, because robins are known to be a sign of good fortune and good luck. And the tree was gifted back to the program for planting in Victoria Street Garden in celebration of this very special visit. And I just wanted to say something that this is very symbolic and ironic for the podcast because a little red robin tree is the the um, plant, the hedge, that is growing at the back of our garden oh. that you refuse to cut down. Oh, you bring that up again. And have not cut down for years on end. So um, if you wondered what it looked like, if you imagine sort of a leaf shape of a bay tree or a laurel tree, but much bigger than mm. that, and um, it is... 
like that, but it also it changes colour to red twice a year. So that's a pretty... It's a fairly standard bush here in the UK, I think. Is that, is that what the Queen said? Fairly standard oh, bush. I've got one of these already. You should just keep it. So Harriet Atkins played Hope Stape from March to October 2011. So, yeah, the, the press release cro- uh, credits Kirsty Soames, who plays Ruby Dobbs, which is not true, and Harriet Atkins, who plays Hope Stape, which is also not true. So I don't know who's... Shoddy, shoddy. I do know... Macy Allaby is who plays Ruby Dobbs. And who plays Hope? Isabella Flanagan. I know that one. Yeah. So. I bet I their mums are know, so mad. I do know for a fact that Alison Sinclair is on holiday at the moment. Yeah, that's And sucks. she is the press, cordon, press, was she? The press queen of Coronation yeah, ba- Street. basically. So she's probably not whipping her, her, you know, her cat and nine tails at the, at the staff there who are writing these press releases that are actually not correct. <laughs> I feel so bad for Ali that she missed it. I would be... I would never come back. Yeah. To be uh. honest. Um, okay, so the John Whiston, who's the managing director of Continuing Drama ITV, had a quote. Would you like to read it, Michael? Um, John Whiston said, For everyone who works on Coronation Street, this was a very special and very personal event. We felt deeply honoured to have Her Majesty walk down the cobbles and visit the Rovers. I hope Her Majesty went away knowing how much her visit meant to us in the North after what has been a very difficult and dark 18 months. It's been a real morale boost for all of us as we've come out of the pandemic and looked to the future. And with so many doors in Buckingham Palace, we hope Her Majesty will find a use for an original Coronation Street cobble. <laughs> I hadn't read this quote before. They make effective doorstops. Just imagine that. You... Oh, God. Uh, maybe. Right, so maybe. Would you like to read um, the next quote? I, I just like how they... Uh, seeing what, saying what he said about um, everyone being so excited about it all. I mean, we've seen from cast members' reactions on Twitter and social media and everything just how excited everybody was. I honestly would have not been allowed anywhere near her for how excited I would have been. Yeah. I, <laughs> from what we've seen, the videos, everybody was definitely on their they, best they behaviour. Were, they were they? following protocol. Yeah. Uh, but this other quote is from Dame Carolyn McCall, who's the CEO of ITV, and has said, it's been such an honour to have Her Majesty here today. The whole team has worked so hard through a very difficult period, and it was very special for all of us to have Her Majesty walking the famous cobbles of Coronation Street. It will never be forgotten. See, she didn't actually walk on them because Kate Spencer told her not to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so she started off the tour. She met up with um, William Roach, who plays Ken Barlow, Barbara Knox, who plays Rita, Sue Nichols, who's Audrey, and Helen Worth, who knows who's Gail, who knows Gail, I was going to say. Um, and those I actors. She was in Thailand. Those actors, between them, have over 200 years on the show, so more than the Queen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> apparently, William Roach had, had met the Queen, or seen the Queen, when she visited Jamaica in 1963. Oh, cool. And he was an officer in the Royal Welsh Fusiliers. What was, in, Would you like to hear a great... Hang on a minute. How, so William Roach was in Jamaica in 1963 when Coronation Street was on? Is that date right? I have no knowledge. This is from Hello! magazine. These these dates and names are. I think everyone was just taken by surprise so much by everyone the Queen showing up nonsense. in Coronation Street today. Well, my that, favourite thing is his quote. Um, what did he say? Thank you so much for coming today. <laughs> well, I bet he spent all night working that out. Yeah, not Barbara Knox said, "Good morning, Your Majesty. You have brought the sunshine. You know you are like a ray of sunshine. You've given us all such a lift with you coming. Thank you very, very much indeed. We absolutely adore you. The world adores you." Which is probably what I would have said, except I would have 
giggled. 1953, uh, William Roach's Wikipedia page says. Yeah, so but, he's known her before he knew her before he was. He must have been a babby then. Is um, that true? He was very young when he started in Corrie in 1960. He's older than Ken is. So Ken was obviously, uh, he was at college, wasn't yeah, he, he, was he, when, when the show first started. So his character was, I don't know, 20 or was. That are so, yeah, he must have been very young. in this. Very, very young. It's interesting that he was in Jamaica there because there was a story about that Ken was going to go move to Jamaica, yeah, wasn't, he was, he? wasn't he? Him and Valerie were going to go there. He said, oh, I could do that story. I know all about Jamaica. Yeah. I um, can even do the accent, man. No. Um, the Queen <laughs> said, how have you managed carry on filming and her quote is it's really marvellous how you've been able to carry on and William Roach says well ma'am you're the one who has carried on I don't know oh, if that's what a bunch of brown noses also here I love this I don't know if this is a slight but it reads like one in this Hello Magazine uh, report Anthony Cotton who plays Sean told her they tried to make people laugh finding light in the darker storylines and the Queen said there's not been a lot to laugh about. <laughs> She's talking about the pandemic or She's Coronation Street Sean. there. <laughs> I don't. It's because also... the, the, the story goes that the Queen is a Coronation Street fan. I, I mean, people still say that, don't they? I don't know whether she actually does I don't still know if she watch it. it. At the moment. No, because. I mean, I, 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 she's I like wonder. Jean Alexander, and she's like, it's too sexy, too now. dark. I wonder how many people that she saw there she does actually recognise because she she definitely used to be a fan, so she'd know who you know Barbara Knox were, William Roach were, Helen Worth probably. I tell you what, when you've but been in there was the a job, lot of cast there, and she's like, I should probably know who these people are. When you've been in the job as long as as long as the Queen has, it's probably really nice to go to a function and be like, yeah, I know who you are. You, I've seen you. You've been around for about sixty years. Yeah, that's true. The thing, will she has this turned her back on to being a Coronation Street fan? Is she going to tune in on um, you know, the next episode and go, oh, I saw that person. Oh, I, I saw him. Oh, yes, I remember that one. <laughs> um, she spoke. She also got to speak to Sally Ann Matthews. I know. Focus. How lucky is the Queen? I know. <laughs> um, she was great. I watched the clip of Sal, and she was absolutely fantastic. I haven't seen this yet. Um, I've, I've literally, I've come home from school and we started recording this. I I've, know. I've missed. So much. What, what did they talk about? Well, the Queen says, you went on being a pub, it all became relative, didn't it, to what was going on? And Sally and Matthew says, we know as actors how fortunate we've been to keep working with so many in the industry. It's been very badly affected. The hospitality industry has been badly affected as well. So she was very on, on point there, on trend. And also, I really like the fact that she was representing the fictional industry that she plays. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, well, I'm I'm just glad that it wasn't, you know... Ronnie Bailey there. She met the Baileys outside their house and she complimented them on their double glazing. Oh, did lovely. Yes, yeah, she I, did. I wonder. I don't know how many of the cast were there today, but from the from the few it pictures like I've seen, they were all there. I mean, was you would, wouldn't you? Was there? I I, I saw I Maureen Littman. Yeah. I saw Elle Mulvaney. Adam Hussein was there. Yeah, I didn't make um, a list because it would have Georgia been Georgia and Charlie were there. Long. Um, yeah, I um, mean. Uh, I'm not even going to say because I've forgotten the names of everybody, but... But what what I really want to know is, are there any really staunch anti-royalists on the cast who are like, I'm not coming I'm not in going. today? Well, you can work it out. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if they're not in the pictures. Okay, so this was not the first time that, Cor- that Coronation Street had a royal connection. Certainly not. So we're going to talk a bit more about the history of Coronation Street and the royals yeah, well they, in the rest of this segment. They, they did a little, um, they did a performance for her, for the, the Silver Jubilee, didn't they, back in 77? Yes. And um, there was like, it was a stage show or something? So this was at Manchester's Palace Theatre and she had, I looked this up, her royal Jubilee tour. She did so many things in a single day, I don't know how she managed to cope. 
She was a bit younger then, though. Hmm. Um, she, they put on a skit for her, and they had like the you know the theme tune, and then every it was a skit about her visiting Coronation Street, which I see. was quite apropos to what happened in the future. <laughs> um, and Bill Podmore, who is the person who got the, who I sourced this from, um, said that she, uh, they they were gonna she was gonna meet the cast behind the scenes, but there could only be two people, and he said that's not really fair, and I think she probably quite liked to see everybody mm. and so he arranged for all of the cast members to meet her oh cool cool all and right. then when she came down she said oh i seem to have seen you all somewhere before <laughs> i'm sure they did stuff with the silver jubilee in the program as well wasn't that one of the ones when they had a float and that might have been like the ina sharples is dressed as queen victoria i didn't they did a variety I of float. i could have done links to other royals before the queen but i thought we're getting a bit silly here this is this is supposed to be a bonus episode, not like a, an exhaustive history of yes. the royal link to Coronation Street. But probably the most the 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 most famous linked with the Queen before today was when she visited the set in 1982, and this was part of her Diamond Jubilee tour. Yes, so this this so she's is... going to have the platinum one next year. I've, by the way. I've just found something quite interesting. She she visited them on the 5th of May 1982, and that's my dad's birthday. And for that's... this visit, she mm. visited on your mum's birthday. Mm. So I think I think there's something she's going on here. She's going to be visiting um, sometime in December. And sometimes your in dad's November. birthday, mums. I, I think so. I think you can. I think we need to put the bets on now. <laughs> so this was in 1982 when um, the Key Street set was unveiled because I think that by that time that was the fourth set that Coronation Street had had because they'd had the the inside set that you can see in the early episodes, which is very very inside looking if you see it now. Very theatrical. Uh, yes, and then they then they moved it outside. I think there was like. There were some in, very close to each other, but um, even the first outside set was very dodgy and wobbly and uh, and the houses didn't have anything to them other than the fronts and everything. But 1982 was when they opened the Key Street set, which is the one that kept on going up until 2013, I'm going to say. So the original Granada Studios tour, the one that we've been to, um, the one that you can, you, can, you can go to Key Street now and see the... The remains. You can't. Well, you can see where it was. You probably can't even see where it was. Well, that one, she was there for the that's, opening that's of, wasn't she? That's called the Key she? Street set, and that opened yeah. um, in, ni- in 1982, and then it moved in 2013. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think the confusion is that it probably was built in 1981. Probably. So she, she went there with um, the Duke of Edinburgh, didn't she? She went there with Phil. Prince Philip. Yes. And so there's a lot of reports from the time of this, because... Like I said, I read Bill Podmore's book and also Pat Phoenix's book, and they mention the visit. Yeah, this this was organised um, by the Lord Lieutenant of Lancashire because the Queen was going on a tour around Castlefield anyway, um, and they kind of made a bit of a detour. I think they thought it would be a good idea for her to visit the set as well. So she she was escorted down the road by David Plowright, who's an executive at Granada, Sir Dennis Foreman. Um, and they yeah they just went went down the street. They saw Tony Warren, Bill Podmore, um, Harry Kershaw, one of the writers there, Dennis Parkin, um, and, and the entire cast. So everyone was lined up like like we like we had today, ready to see them. And there yeah like you said, there are lots of little stories and and anecdotes from your your research, aren't there? Do you want to? Yeah. So interestingly, today when the Queen came to the set, the the cast were dressed in however, whatever they wanted to wear as their own personal outfits. But when she came to visit them in 1982, they were dressed as their characters. Yes, that's right, weren't they? Does it, I, I think um, Julie Goodyear had 
giant um, Charles and Di earrings, I seem to remember. Why are you saying you think? I sent a picture of this. You d- I, I uploaded I, it to Instagram. She... I, what? No, I, I can't remember. I, I, she I've been wore... Busy. <laughs> a ma- they were like, I don't know, the size of your palm. Yeah. Charles and Massive Diana. Danglers. One Charles, one Diana earrings for the Queen. Um, and she also apparently, according to the Manchester Evening News, told the Duke of Edinburgh, I would pull a pint for you any time. <laughs> I bet she did. And apparently, um, Hilda... Jean Alexander was dressed up as Hilda Ogden, but she did take her rollers out because she uh, perhaps did not want to be seen... Um, in in the well, I mean, the whole thing with Hilda was need. like the character was always in her rollers, like she was getting ready to go out to a party that she was never invited to, and and I think meeting the Queen did warrant all of this time preparing for it. So finally, <laughs> this yeah. is what I've been waiting for all this time. Says Hilda, curl is out. Let's go and meet Queen Liz. Um. So, do you want to um? read out what the what pat phoenix said yes yes so this came from um love curiosity freckles and doubt by pat phoenix um and she says i can never reveal exactly what was said between her majesty and me so they had a little secret conversation suffice to say it wasn't what i told the press later after she and the rest of the party finally moved away the reporters closed in what did she say they were with you longer than the others what was it all about they asked we talked about the dogs, I replied. The rest is my secret. That is a very typical That is Pat a total Power Phoenix thing, thing to, say. to say. No, she's, so she much. has taken that secret to her grave. She really has. I wonder whether the Queen still remembers. <laughs> I would love... She's the only one left alive, you can tell us. <laughs> well, maybe when the Queen writes her uh, autobiography. Sure, it's coming soon. Celeb- celebrity autobiography of, of the, the Queen. Queen. Now, that would be a bestseller, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, Sadly, they've gone past this in the crown, so any chance of recreating oh. it um, has, has, has gone. But if you wanted to watch it, you could have seen um, a live half-hour special programme broadcast on ITV called The Queen in Coronation Street, which yeah. I, I don't think is actually available I anymore. I don't think it is. I mean, so much of Coronation Street's history has been saved, hasn't it? There's just yeah. that one bit of an episode that isn't here. And, and there's a few, you know, documentaries and things here and there, but nothing from this. That would have been fascinating. A whole half an hour episode about her visiting. I wonder whether they'll make anything out of this. I don't know whether they had, like, you know, camera Honestly, crews and everything. Honestly, if they don't do something that's kind of based on what we're doing now, they'd be a bit silly because they could definitely do a half-hour special about yeah, the royals on Coronation Easily. Street. Otherwise, it's just like, well, that's gone then. We, Thanks we, for coming, we're Queen. Only, we're not Back even that far through. This is just, like, the third time the Queen has... Um, we've just spoke, spoken about three times the Queen has sort of come along to Coronation Street or, or met the cast. Yeah. So, um, she... Uh, Bill Podmore talks about the fact that he, he knew that there was a rumour that she watched, but when he got the chance to ask her, he didn't actually ask her if she watched I'd, the I'd show love to know if anyone asked her Because he thought it, wasn't, it was against protocol, which is <laughs> quite funny. Just in case she said no. I'm more of an EastEnders um, fan, actually. Now, the Cobblestones have I always been... Hollyoaks. ...a bit of a, um, a nemesis for the Queen here, because the Bill Podmore writes, the Cobblestones of Coronation Street are not the easiest things to walk on, and the Queen wore quite high-heeled shoes... I was feeling a little quaky at the head of the line and we were all apprehensive in case she might slip. <laughs> You'd have thought she'd have learned a lesson. Put on her flats. No, she... Or her slippers no, this she, time. No, she told Kate Spencer she wasn't going to walk on them. But, but 
But I, I wonder whether she did she walk down the cobbles. I don't know. We'll have I to don't watch, know. Um, she, she, she probably said, I, "I was in it in the fortieth anniversary episode, and I'm sure they were talking about tarmacking the street back then." Have you not done it yet? Yeah, <laughs> this is very slow. You should get onto the council. The, the other, the other quote that I like by Tony Warren um, is he he was asked by the Queen where the real Coronation Street and the Rovers' return were actually situated, and he said because um, he, he could have said Archie Street, which is actually where. The, the street that it was based on up in uh, Salford. But he, he said, it sounds a bit crowy, ma'am, but it's wherever you want it to be in your own heart. Ah, isn't that sweet? And the Queen says, I don't think it sounds a bit crowy at all. Very nice. I like this. And there's also Bill Podmore ponders upon the possibility that the Duke of Edinburgh watched um, Coronation Street with the Queen because he says, he made what I considered a very perceptive comment. Instead of resorting to small talk, he raised an ever-present production problem. It must be very difficult to keep the programme continually fresh, he said. I replied, exactly. That is always our main concern and one which will never get easier as the years go by. <laughs> I also love this from Bill Podmore. This Bill Podmore autobiography is fantastic. You should, everyone should get hold of it if they can. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he also talks about, um, uh, during this visit, he gets his hand on his shoulder and a plainclothes bodyguard says... I hope you don't mind, but you're blocking the eye line between myself and the Duke. And the, the whole thing is, he needs to he needs to have an eye line, and so that he can fire, shoot sh- so he can shoot someone if well, anybody this, tries to assassinate well, Prince this is Philip. A pretty good quote. He says, "What he meant, of course, was that all at all times he wanted a clear pistol shot in case anyone made an attempt on the Duke's life. Highly unlikely along Coronation Street." But the policeman with a bulge by his breast pocket was taking no chances. I mean, back back in the day there, there weren't very many murders on Coronation Street. But these no. days, they're ten a penny. No, well, honestly. it wouldn't have been the first time that somebody tried to shoot the Queen, though. No. <laughs> no, indeed. So, um, Coronation Street um, had another royal visit for the 40th anniversary, like I said earlier. This is Prince Charles, actually, who just uh, came. So, he appeared on the 8th of December um, 2000 episode. Well, hang on, on a minute. Show. This is pretty exciting. I haven't written this very well in the oh, notes, but basically, not only did he visit the set, but he also appeared in the show. Yeah, and this is the only actual in-show appearance of a royal, isn't it? Yeah. So when you hear so this, he's... you probably think, "Oh my gosh, he must have gone and had a pint at the Rovers or something." Did he no, play it himself? Wasn't, it wasn't quite that way. He <laughs> he was in he a news met... bulletin, wasn't he? That there were watch. He met Audrey, and there were some characters in the back of the Rovers. I think they were watching the news, and um, and they they see Audrey shake his hand but it's obviously it's it's sue nichols shaking his hand really part of the weatherfield council she was yes he also unveiled a plaque which was attached to the set later yeah i think i think we were were talking about this earlier weren't we when you used to be able to go to the key street set you kind of you queue up outside and then the first place they lead you into i'm pretty sure there that's where there's a plaque that says um unveiled by prince charles and to 2000s. So I really like the fact that... So so he went on this tour and then they took the photos and uh, for some reason Sue Nichols was in character as Audrey. So I don't know if they set this up beforehand or if they it was a happy accident. But they took these photos and then they said, oh, can we use them in the programme? And they asked Prince Charles's people and they gave them permission, which is quite funny. Mm. And then he got credited as with thanks to prince charles yeah and also 
hilariously, I think he's the only ro- member of the royal family to have their own entry on Corypedia. Oh, that's so, so cool. So he's got this entry that says he was in one episode played <laughs> by himself. And it's also got birthplace, Buckingham Palace, residence, Clarence House. Ah, so when we did the recent Patreon episode where we were celebrating the characters who were in it for a few of them 50th episodes, Prince Charles could have been a contender in that. So the the rumours have it that the reason why he... Apparently he was advised that they shouldn't let him... They shouldn't let his photos be in the show. But apparently the reason that he overruled this was because Camilla, his current wife, is a massive Coronation Street fan. And she, what was the status between Charles and Camilla in 2000? Well, you're going to have to look that up because I don't know. But she was a fan and apparently they watched him appear on the show while they were staying with the Duke and Duchess of Devonshire for the weekend. Oh, how lovely. That's according to the Express. But Camilla got her own chance to visit the set and this was for the 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And you know that she watches the show because she met William Roach and the first thing she said to him was, Ken, how nice to see you. <laughs> She said she was a lifetime Cory fan, and I had a look at the video, and I, I, this, I, I didn't get any like news reports for this. I just watched a video on YouTube, and I could see, and I haven't written down the actors' names because you guys all know that I'm, I've got no brain in my head. Yeah, she met Helen Worth, she met Bev Callard, Simon Gregson, Shobhan Gulati, Jack P. Shepherd, uh, Michelle Keegan, Sue Nichols. Barbara Knox, Catherine Kelly, didn't yes, she? Yes, she also met Tony Warren, who was yes. still alive at that point. And <laughs> Thank goodness you didn't meet dead Tony Warren. She did walk across the cobbles because um, Beverly Callard, as Liz, took her across the cobbles into the Rovers. Oh, yeah, and that, and that was where Anne Kirkbride... Oh, no, this was Camilla, not uh, the Queen. Yeah, yeah. Um, she met, and in there she met Anne Kirkbride. Yeah, and Ryan, uh, Ryan Thomas. Who plays Jason. Yeah, um, Andy Wyman. He plays Kirk. Yeah. And is, uh, um, is this Kieran? Is in Kieran McCarthy? Yes. Was it? Um, boy's own boy. Yep. Um, Keith and, Duffy. And then um, she was asked to pull a pint, and she she pulled one with this like absolutely giant foamy head, and she served. She's like, "Who wants this?" And nobody said. And everyone was like, "Oh God, no, thank you." But then um, <laughs> Brian Thomas says, "I'll have it." And he said it was the best, in 10 years I've been here, this is the best pint I've ever been served. Which is obviously a joke, because he's never had a pint She should have made, she should, she should have pulled the pint with a massive head and then gone, off with its head. I that don't think the, the royals royal like jokes about beheadings. <laughs> is, that, is that a sore point in the family history, is it? That's, that's really cool that she got to go there, and um, I, I do wonder whether she still watches it. What, Camilla? Yeah. The most recent royal visit was 14th of April 2016 when the Princess Royal, Princess Anne, came to visit with 50 leaders from across the Commonwealth for um, some kind of project called Common Purpose. Would you like to read some quotes from this? Um, I I will do. So Robbie Sanderson, who's the head of production for Coronation Street, said... At the time. At the time, yeah. It was a delight to welcome Her Royal Highness and leaders from across the Commonwealth to the cobbles. Coronation Street has worked together across various industries in the greater Manchester community for over 50 years. And together with ITV, we're very proud of our place in the region's history. Exciting quote there. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff here that's kind of boring because there's also one from Mary Mohan, who's the chief executive of Common Purpose UK saying that's great isn't it basically isn't it great that princess anne's come to coronation street is what they're saying i mean what else are you gonna say 
It would be like, oh, it's only Princess Anne. At least it wasn't Andrew. <laughs> yeah. 29th of April 2011. Here is a, an interesting fact. A photo of Kate and William's wedding appears in episode 7,589 7, on the 29th of April 2011. Now, I do know they got married in 2011, but I don't know what the date was. So that must have been right after it happened. I thought this was interesting because it reminded me of the fact that Stan and Hilda always had a plate of... Well, not always. I think they got rid of it when they got divorced. <laughs> they had a plate of Diana and Charles or a photo or something yeah. of, of those two. I was going to say, still Stan and Hilda didn't get divorced when, when, when Charles and Diana got divorced. Although Stan and Hilda were long gone by then. Um, did Jack and Vera did as well, didn't they? Because of Vera's royal connections to well, the street, which I guess me... we'll get to in a bit. Yeah, I want to talk first of all. I think that ITV... Because I tried to find... We had some old women's magazines and TV magazines from the 1980s around the house, and I think we've put them into storage. Mm. But ITV, I'm pretty sure, used as a marketing campaign. Uh, They were hijacking... Well, they weren't. They were sort of leapfrogging off of Princess uh, Lady Diana Spencer and Prince Charles's wedding, which was in 1981, to promote the wedding of Deirdre and Ken, which yes, took place... Yes, because it was the same week, wasn't it? So the day before, I think... So, well, in Coronation Street, the episode... So episode 2120 is when Ken and Deirdre get married, and then episode 2121, which was 29th of July 1981, is when the royal wedding is occurs in Coronation Street. And they have a special kind of episode because... Mavis and Betty go to London to watch this happening, but everybody else is staying on the street to watch it there, and they're putting bunching up and Union Jacks everywhere, and Hilda's mad because she wants to watch it on a colour television. And um, one of the cultural events, this was a cultural event in the UK, and it also it kind of triggered the, the sales of colour televisions in, the, in this country, the mm. same way that the coronation, I think, uh, triggered sales it's of televisions, televisions in, in general. general yeah. But most of them were black and white at this point. So this was really topical. It wasn't just the fact that the Queen... I mean, the the Queen's son was getting married, but also the fact that people were reacting to it and sort of investing in new technology, Mm. which was the colour television. I think it's really nice that Coronation Street marked this event because it's so rare that real-life events are even mentioned in Coronation Street. Obviously, we're getting the pandemic that's mentioned a lot at the moment, but having a specific one dedicated to something that they know is going to be going on that day is quite cool. They they occasionally did it with, like, World Cup finals and things as well. Yeah, they did, yeah. So Hilda's mad that she's got to watch this wedding on a black-and-white TV, um, but Annie has, you know, all posh, and she's got a, a, a colour one. She moves it into the Select so people can watch it, and the Select is the mythical room that no longer exists that really should be Stretches in the Stretches out into Rodman Street, yeah. yeah. Um, so... But Eddie, Eddie gets a telly, a colour TV for Hilda, doesn't he? He was always the procurer of um, items of dubious sources. And uh, so, so Hilda is able to watch it. Hilda and... gets the TV off of Eddie, but then Annie's TV breaks down and nobody can fix it. So Eddie lends um, Hilda's TV to Annie for £10 for the day. And so everybody settles down to watch it together in the select, which I thought was very On sweet. Hilda's TV, I'm sure she was yes. very proud of well, that. It was only a rented TV, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, there's a bit of a myth that goes on that Ken and Deirdre's episode before this one... The wedding, ...got yeah. more viewers than the real wedding of Prince Charles and Lady Diana Spencer. But that's not actually true because the um, the official television figures took the average number of viewers throughout the whole wedding, which kind of drops on and off, because you just want to see the vows, don't you? And then you go and watch something else. But um, 
so Coronation Street's um, Ken and Deirdre wedding got 15,000, 15,350,000. But I think the, um, the actual ceremony for Di and um, Charles got 19 million. And okay. then also that was the BBC and then 9 million, 19 million for the BBC, 9 million for ITV and then um, BBC Two. That, that's not true. BBC Two was around then? Yeah. Oh, well, they got 400,000. And then also there was a Royal Fireworks on the 28th of July and that got 15 million, 100,000 viewers. So Blimey. even the fireworks nearly beat Ken That's pretty cool that Curry was able to stand head to head though, pretty much. I mean, it's it really is no um, small thing that Coronation Street was able to pretty much rival the, the real life wedding of the future king and his first well, wife. With, with such an that. important and iconic Curry couple as Ken and Deirdre as Ken well. Ken and Deirdre were, you know, and also she took... Did you took her glasses off? Yes, for you're the ceremony. right. So that was dead sexy. Yeah, but and, uh, you know, and just also to point out that Ken, this... Ken and Deirdre also ended the same way as Charles and Di, didn't they? They had their very own um, Lady Camilla in the uh, in the oh, form of Wendy Crozier. One of them died. No, that's true as well. Well, um, so uh, that was also just UK figures. Obviously, across the globe, I think far more people were interested <laughs> in Charles and Diana than they were Ken and Deirdre. Maybe, unfortunately. maybe. But of course, so so that there is a is Coronation Street mentioning royal family stuff, but they mentioned the royal family far before nineteen eighty one, didn't they, Michael? Yes. So um, <laughs> yes, yes, they did. Well, <laughs> so th- there's an interesting story coming from the early nineteen sixties because um, Ina Sharples on the sixteenth of May nineteen sixty two episode of Coronation Street. So this is episode one hundred forty nine of the show. She writes to Prince Philip for his support. No. No? Hang on. Yeah, that's right, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. There's, um, because there's this campaign that's going on from the residents um, to, well, the... to oppose the council's decision to rename Coronation Street, yes. yeah? So she... They were going to call it Florida Street. Yes, that's right. Um, so she, she said, I'm, I'm going to write to Prince Philip to, to register my complaint about this. Now, you think, what, what's the problem with this? Well, back in those days, you're not allowed to mention indivi- a sort of specific royals' names on um, drama presentations, were you? No. Um, and so I, I, don't, I don't really get why. Maybe they thought that... It's because you... To stop, well, stop people backmailing them. No, it's the same reason why you can't use the word royal, really. You shouldn't really be using it to sell things it's it's just to preempt people from making out that the royals endorse something or trying to link them commercially Mm. to a project because obviously they can't they can't really use their name to make money yeah i i I don't know how true this story is i mean there there aren't specific references because like supposedly questions were asked in the houses of commons although there's no no evidence of that but the story goes, and I do like this, that the Postmaster General contacted Granada and said, right, you are not allowed to refer to in any more future scripts by name to this royal. And then any after, royal. Uh, uh, this, this, this or anyone. So in all the episodes that followed it, Prince Philip wasn't mentioned by name. And um, it, people referred to Ina's like royal pen pal and her, or, or her royal correspondent, her, her pen pal from the palace or something, but not Prince Philip. Um... And it was apparently only to do with living members of the royal family, but apparently, even uh, this kind of like fell into disuse and more and more. Yes, yes, you, you can do shows. it now. 
started to mention it and I think they just pushed the envelope oh, yeah, I, I, I don't think like a law was passed saying it's okay now I think there's no. too many dramas just saying we're going to flout that until... but it's weird because because I looked this up episode 128 which is the 5th of March 1962 Ina Sharples mentions the Queen and Prince Philip oh okay Philip. so that was a few months before but nobody said anything so maybe it was the fact that they did it twice in one year um, that they that somebody said something to them about it. You've got to stop mentioning yeah. people. What well, one one interesting point? Because the thing about it, if you think about it, like you know, in the sixties, the the monarchy still held great power, and if you were to say, oh yeah, well I wrote to Prince Philip and he endorses this, even if it's fictional, mm. it gives the impression that they somehow They've signed off on stamp. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, although this is kind of rumored, I don't know if it's true or not. There is a, there's another story that a couple of years later in 1965 there's this episode about the queen having a a visit of Weatherfield but they managed to get through the whole episode without actually using the word queen apparently so it's like are they trying to really be on their best behaviour and not They're even scared. say the word queen I don't know I mean, scared of the palace what what was the story there that they were they were not originally due to go down coronation well, this, street yeah, is it episode 463 was when the Queen was supposed to sort of go down Rosamond Street. So everyone was set up world to, tour. to um, watch her. And Nina's like, oh, um, it's all bread and circuses. And Mina says, oh, I thought you were a royal fan. And Nina says, yeah, I am a bit, because she apparently visited Queen Mary's funeral in 1953. Oh. I'm not surprised that Minnie was excited about the Queen Minnie's going. Minnie's excited she... about anything. <laughs> um then the news comes that there's been a burst water main, so the procession's going to have to be rerouted down Coronation Street. Then the council comes and gives everybody window boxes to make the... Because <laughs> sh- God forbid the Queen should see, you know, a dirty back street in, in uh, Salford or Manchester. Um, everyone, they put bunting up, there's crash barriers, people are starting to congregate and um, to watch. Minnie sets up a table in her house in case the Queen wants to come for tea, which I thought was charming. Then they start to hear cheering in the distance, the residents of Coronation Street do, but it turns out the leak's been prepa- been repaired, so the Queen continues on her original route. I'd love to watch this episode. We we, we never saw that on our revisits. I would love revisits. to see it as well. And we, apparently, we... in the show, we don't see this, but Ken meets the Queen at the, um, at the tech. Oh, the, oh, really? That's interesting. Okay, so... Yeah, I haven't seen that, but what I have seen a fair bit of is um, something saga. else related. It, 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 a saga is right. So this is this is um, Vera thinking that she's related to the Queen. She she discovers because in 1991, um, her mum Amy dies, and at the funeral, she's approached by a bloke called Josh Shackleton, who reveals to her that he is actually the father that she, she'd never known. And not only that. Uh, that bombshell that she's got, and this is, I, I am your dad, he says that his father was the illegitimate grandson of none other than King Edward Seventh. So Vera kind of gets it into her head that she, she does the maths or the family tree or whatever, sticks it into Fendry United or whatever, and realises that she is the second cousin once removed of Queen Elizabeth II. So, and, and this idea is... is 
uh, it, it turns out that he's kind of making it up. But Vera is... Really? Vera is... Really? Vera is absolutely convinced, I think, for the rest of her life that she's related to the Queen. And she starts making this little royal shrine that appears in number nine. And she tell, she's kind of telling people... Or she talks about old cousin Charlie when she's talking about Prince Charles. That's it's hilarious. hilarious. And, and Jack realises. He, he knows that it's a load of old nonsense. Um, and he, he... Well, when her dad dies... Vera writes yeah, when to the Queen dies, yeah. to say, "Oh, just to let you know, dear cousin, that um, he's he's died." Yeah, and then the, the the does she get something back from the royals saying um, I, I, our condolences or something? But there there was one thing. Where... No, Jack made Jack wrote a reply pretending to be the Queen. No, I I think that was in ninety one. I think that Vera writes to the palace to say, I, "I'm I'm your cousin Vera." I'm just introducing myself, and that was when Jack writes a card oh, right. back. This is on April Fool's Day, 1991. Um, it pretends to be the Queen saying, oh, we, we need to keep this secret. Please don't go spreading it about, because Jack, Jack doesn't <laughs> want Vera going blabbing her mouth out about being delivered to the Queen. Well, she thinks she it should be insane. made a laughing stock of. Yeah. So, yeah, he writes back to say, keep it stum. But she, she doesn't <laughs> do a very good job of it. Oh, like I said, there's a bit imagine. of a shrine to the royal family that appear in the house. And, yeah, she just mentions it every now and then. Uh, but I, I just, I love the idea that the Queen, uh, that Vera is the one that thinks she's related to the Queen. She just buys into this fantasy. And because, you know, she's been dragged up for nothing, everyone's always said that they're common, you know, the Duckworths are common. And she's like, oh, well, our blood's bluer than any of yours. <laughs> I, I, I love, love it. it. Yeah. It's, so, it's, so, it's so sweet. And it's one of those things that I think, c- could you get a character that would think that these days? I, I think today everyone's a bit more bit more cynical a little bit yeah, less believing in such, such uh, frivolities yeah. yeah tell me about so this is the final story that i found today about a royal link to coronation street and this was alf getting oh, yes. his obe now that was great okay so this... he's the only character in the show to have been awarded an obe which is officer of the most excellent order of the british empire now if you might not know or you might know i don't know um, how their ranks go it's there's um the highest one i think or is it i can't remember which order this goes in gbe kbe or dbe is knight or dame of the most excellent order of the british empire then it goes cbe which is commander and then it goes obe which is officer and then it goes mbe which is member okay so he so i think that um mbe is the sort of the lowest one also, oh, Alf was a, able to leapfrog that. Then. If you're if you're an order, if you're if you're a knight, dame, knight or dame commander, you get to have sir or dame at the front of your name. Oh. Oh, that's the so dream. Th- this was done around the time <laughs> of the show's thirty fifth anniversary, which they made quite a thing of. Uh, it's, I mean, it's usually the the multiples of ten that get celebrated. Now on Coronation Street. But yeah, this is the 35th anniversary. It was around the same time as that hour-long episode where Curly and Raquel got married. But um, he he, um, is made OBE for his services to whatever he because he's been like a councillor he's been the mayor and everything he's he's done a lot for the good folk of weatherfield and there was a great episode as well do you remember before this where audrey's audrey finds out about she's it she's like oh i can't tell you no and she keeps it, she keeps it a secret but he's doesn't gonna she, get from <laughs> no I, I think she does actually keep it a secret or she she lets she, gail know that she's got a secret yeah. 
Yeah, she basically does. She immediately phones Gail and goes, oh, Yeah, because Gail. Gail's at the cafe, isn't she? I can't tell That's you, right. but I've got such a great piece of news, but you're not allowed to know. Yeah, so for this, the actual episode that was <laughs> that was in December 95, they, they go down to the palace um, and Don's driving them. And we've, we've talked about this just recently on the podcast because um, Audrey winds Don up on the taxi drive there because um of how he's been treating gail and nick at the time which is a, another story but to cut a long story short don ends up kicking audrey out so she has to hitchhike her way down to london she ends up in a in a van next to a dog or something and um by the time she gets to pal mal um she kind of gets out runs down i think that's where she sees I can't remember. She 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 bumps into somebody else there that's gone and visited to to see her, hasn't she? I can't remember. But by the time Betty may no, no, what's the story? I can't remember because she she goes to the palace and and there's this funny scene where she's up against the the gate and she grabs hold of these binoculars that are around some um, tourist neck, yanks him over so she can peer through the gate and there she sees Alf emerging from the palace with, with Betty. Betty. That's right because it's Alf when he gets to London. Um, he gets out of his car and what do you know? Betty's gone there to go and and visit. So because. Um, Betty had been his mayoress, and again, that was another debacle. He says, "Oh, you you can come and come and get my OBE with me." So Al, um, Audrey is absolutely fuming at this, and then the, there's just some really nice shots outside the palace. I know it and, really was uh, just the fact that they had all these scenes outside the palace. There's a bit where the there's a Japanese tourist taking photos, and I think that yeah. guy was in lots of TV shows. I looked him up on Coropedia, and he's been in loads of TV shows. Oh, really? as well. He was obviously like the only Japanese actor <laughs> in Britain in the 90s. Um, he, they end up getting stranded yeah. in London, basically, don't they? So this was like the beginning of Don being evil as well. It was around about that time. So yeah, because I mean. um, Alf says to Don, oh, you've ruined the day. And then Alf's like, I mean, Don's like, well then, bye! And yeah. drives off and leaves them in London. That's and obviously, really cool. the only way to get to Manchester from London is in a taxi. Of course, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that I think that they miss a train. I'm pretty sure that they, that they were going to go another way, but they they missed their chance. But I really love that they got to film at the actual palace because I know. There's, there's one thing having you know some press footage of Prince Charles meeting Sue Nichols and then inserting <laughs> that into the show, but actually being able to go and film outside the palace pretty for the thirtieth cool. 30th, 30th anniversary that is pretty really awesome. And I I I don't know. I mean, prob- I would thought that maybe EastEnders has done something similar as well. What the I, w- I really based. wanted to have more time to look up whether EastEnders has had any kind of royal connections. I'm sure they've had loads. I mean, their pub's called the Queen Vic, so exactly. there's a connection well, right dead, there. So yeah. Um, well, do, we haven't actually said. I mean, this is quite important as well that Coronation Street is named Coronation Street after the coronation of the a queen, a a king or, or queen, queen, and I can't remember mind. which one it was in nineteen o two. Who came after? Um, who came after Queen me. Victoria, George the Edward the. Ed, I think it was Freddie Edward. Maybe it was sixth. Edward the something or other. Anyway, that that's why it's called Coronation Street. Everybody, round of applause. Yeah. Um, Speaking of OBEs, we have got quite a few members of the Coronation Street cast that have been blessed with yep. this highest of honours. Well, I need to highest, credit. But, you know. I need to credit um, CoronationStreet.blogspot.updates. Oh, is this from is this from the Cor- Coronation Street blog? Was it? Yes, yeah, so this is Glenda's post. Oh, very handy. And Thank she's you. Researched this meticulously, and I can tell you, I know how difficult this must have been to get all of this information. So, credit owed. To where credit's due here because, yeah. Um, 
Now, she's found out that the earliest person to get an honour was Doris Hare, who got an MBE by George VI in 1943. It was Doris Hare. Martha, known to play Martha Longhurst, in the dry runs of Coronation Street. Oh, in the dry runs, okay. She was also asked to be Ina, and then she went on to play Albert Tatlock's uh, fiance Alice Pickens, in 1968 and 1969 so that's pretty cool but she was so she's the earliest cast member to ever have been given an OBE and this blog post was written in 2013 so this is definitely all the people that got it from 2000 well from the beginning to 2013 so do you want to tell me who they were Right, so we got Violet Carson, who plays Ina Sharple. She was made OBE in 1965, and that's pretty cool, because that's only five years after Coronation Street came on out. I assume she did some plenty of other good work before Coronation Street started that um, made that meant that she should get this honour. I think it's really fine. Honestly, I don't think there should be a distinction between these, because nobody really understands what they are. No, I know, I know. Doris Speed, who played Annie Walker, was made MBE in 1977. Uh, Jack Howarth, who played Albert Tatlock, MBE in 1983. Um, Julie Goodyear was made MBE in 1996. That's pretty cool. So that was the year after... Yeah, that was the year after that she left Coronation Street. So that was a nice little send-off for her. And then a few years later, Betty Driver, who plays Betty Turpin, was made MBE. That was 99. Um, This is really, this is a list of Coronation Street royalty itself, isn't it? Liz Dawn, MBE in 2000. Oh, Bill Kenwright, um, and also in 2000, he got a CBE, so he played Gordon Clegg, but he's, he's um, really, really big in musical theatre and everything, I know, a lot of he? these... Maybe this isn't quite for Coronation Street there's for, a few, for Bill. There's only a couple on here that I think are were awarded um, honours that for he Coronations. It wasn't for Coronation Street. He's okay. probably one of them. Yeah, yes. William Roach was made an MB in 2001. I can't believe it took them that long. That's probably what he said. <laughs> yeah, we've 40 years on the programme. He's like, come on, come on. I'm waiting for... When, when's Helen Worth going to get one? When's, when's uh, Sue Nichols going to get one? I wonder what? whether there it's are some cast members year. that are like, um, excuse me. I think it'll be there'll be a massive chunk of them this year honestly and it really should be because it has slowed down recently hasn't it we had um stephanie cole who's made an ob in 2005 that was before she was even in coronation one, yeah, street so I don't yeah think that really counts for um, johnny briggs got an mbe in 2008 that was mike baldwin alec gilroy was made an mbe i don't even think i realized that roy barrowcloth was a mbe that was 2006 and reed who played valerie barlow um 2010 she was made an mbe well, again she's done lots since then hasn't was, she i don't was, think that was i don't think it was for cory but definitely there were two others in 2010 so barbara knox who played rita and eileen derbyshire who played emily both got mbus at 2010 in 2010 yeah and there's a nice photo of them both holding that on yeah, i think i know i think i've uh, seen so, this so Sarah, 2000 and 2010 was the last one that was an entry on glenda's post and then i found a couple more yeah sarah lancashire was made an ob in 2017 obviously she played raquel so that's pretty cool um and then sally dinover was made mbe just last year i think she's the most recent yes, one she is she is um, indeed obviously she is but uh and that, that was that was literally one two weeks maybe after i interviewed her last year I for know, this she must, anniversary. She obviously knew. she must have known by then yeah, yeah exciting so pretty cool so, so uh, other uh, people have also um who've been who are famous have also had mbes but then appeared on the show um so like you know massive names here and if you didn't know that any of these people were in corrie 
Ben, this is the exciting news for you. Um, Ian McKellen, Ben Kingsley, Patrick Stewart, Prunella Scales, June Brown, Patricia Routledge, Beryl Banbridge, Norman Wisdom and Joanna Lumley. Of course she's got one. And Antonio Warren has got an MBE as well, hasn't he? He got his in 1976. And um, Jack Rosenhall, who was a really prolific writer in Coronation Street, was made a CBE in 1994 as well. So what this tells me is don't bother writing or producing it mm. or coming up with it. Be in it as is, an actor. Is Maureen Lipman? Yeah, got she got one. one. She got one recently because I remember. She, her. She's a dame, isn't she? I remember the article when she was talking about she was supposed to keep it a secret, but she told her dressmaker <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. There, there, there may well be more, but there's certainly some names there that I think. Why haven't they? But then also, I'm thinking, why should they? Just well, can they're I, just doing their me, job. Well, the thing about it is, if you get any of these. Yeah. You get free parking at your local town hall between 9 and 6pm on weekdays and you get a free black and white TV licence for five years. Do you really? Is that serious? No, you don't. Oh. You don't get anything. <laughs> oh, I thought I believed you then. Shut up. You get, you get like a little medal. Yeah. It's just a shame and you that... get to have a nice day out and, and meet... Because some of these actually yes. were awarded. Some of them were awarded by the Queen, by, I think, uh, Prince William, Prince Charles... And a few other royals award them. And I'm thinking of people like, you know, it's a shame that Jean Alexander didn't get one. I know. So it's such a big name in Coronation Street. But the Street thing is, though, these history. aren't awards for being in Coronation Street. These are awards no, for your know. services to charity or entertainment <laughs> or other important... Yeah, what a skinflint that Jean Alexander was, eh? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, when are we getting ours for podcasting? Because we're going to have yeah, been going I, I, I want, I want my black years. and white TV license, please. Ten years oh, no, next fake. year, we all have been doing this for yeah. nothing. Just yeah, just putting that out there in case anyone wants to. <laughs> well, like I started. I started a Twitter account about charity, and it's got like over over fifty followers. <laughs> fifty, come on, everybody! That's fifty people that look to me to tell them. <laughs> and retweet things to do with Coronation Street. <laughs> and charities. Yeah. Oh, that, 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 and so ends all your notes, Gemma. That's going to be a nice little hour's discussion about Corrie's Royal Connections. worth of copied, copied and pasted, or was it more than that? No, it was nearly 4,000. 4,000 words we had to read through Copy and pasting, here. yeah. Uh, I hope it didn't... I think it was a bit scattergun because I'm really excited about this. <laughs> yeah, very, very excited today I'm to so see happy the views, for everybody. to see the pictures. And... Honestly, this is so well-deserved. I I understand people, some people don't like the Queen, um, but really this transcends, this is the point of the monarchy, is that it transcends, supposed to transcend politics. Unfortunately, maybe not always, because people still want to talk about politics and the royal family. But it's sort of, she's supposed to represent the nation and sort of bestow our thanks to the members of Coronation Street for all their hard work. And um, it hasn't been easy for anybody this year but symbolically we've all got through and really i know i know that we've uh, praised uh frontline workers people in shops and everybody's worked so hard teachers um the everybody in the nhs got st george's cross the other day for their services people you know have put their lives on the line and everything's changed but the entertainment industry has also worked the people that were able to were privileged to be able to wear their socks off and they know how lucky they are but there are many other people that couldn't work because of this Mm. and everybody's lives have been turned upside down and really to me seeing the queen walking down the cobbles and talking to everybody was just kind of 
a tribute to, to how hard it's been for everybody and acknowledgement that things are going to change from now on. Mm. And I just really, really just find that so charming and wonderful. And it really feels to me like an acknowledgement on behalf of the nation that to just the entertainment industry in general, but also Coronation Street specifically, because, you know, they never went off air. And no, they, they didn't, did they? They, they never kept went on going. Air. They kept going. And this was so tough. And then they came back and they had all their, you know, they had all their challenges and their social distancing and everything. And we've had our criticism and we've had our praise for the way that they, they've uh, dealt with the hand that they were given. But at the end of the day, it's been hard for everybody. But it's just lovely to see things start to return, albeit slowly, to the way they used to be. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, this is just, um, yeah, a little... Little glimmer, glimmer of sunshine it's and a like of hope. it's a new day. Yeah, and it's also an this. acknowledgement of the tough times. That yeah, we've I'm been so through. I'm really really chuffed for everyone on the cast who got to. I'm so happy for all, everyone today. who was able to be there to see her. One of my life's ambitions. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it, and it makes me sad to think that I will die without without ever having met the Queen. But she's probably gonna go before me, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I've met Princess Diana, but that's it. Yeah, that's more than me. Yeah, I, I'm waiting. I've seen the Queen. I want in the to distance. know when Wills and Kate are going to go and visit Coronation Street. Oh. That's going to be the next one, isn't it? I'm so excited. Yeah. I want to. I want to see the Queen. It's going to be quite a few years. I really until honestly the think. Another royal, royal bit, yeah, there's they? no point in me trying to get to see the Queen by working at Corrie. That's gone. I mean, what's the <laughs> the next visit really is due in another f- nearly forty years time. Do you reckon it'll be robot? I, I mean, I'm guessing that this was kind of also well, tied it was into. Nineteen eighty two. The last visit. Yeah. It's 2021 now. That's 38, 39 years. But yeah, I'm thinking that this was probably done to time with the 60th anniversary. Yeah. So I wonder whether it was, you know, scheduled for last year at I all. I said that at the beginning of this episode. Did you? Well, I just had that original thought myself as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to you. No, right, you don't. I think and we are done. I think done. you shouldn't either. I think we're finished. We're going to get this. We're going to get this uploaded early this week. Thank I you very much, for everybody, for listening. I hope Thank that you. you enjoyed this bonus episode. I thought it was important to release this straight while the iron's hot. We did have something else planned, but you're going to have to wait that to be released at a later date yes that'll be out next weekend but um, um but and, and the next episode regularly scheduled of of conversation straight will be next weekend, next weekend as well so yeah. this is bridging your gap and if you're a royalist i'm sure you enjoyed it and that's all i'm going to say <laughs> yeah write in and let us know that and if oh, you've forgotten do you, yeah, anything do you ha- have we forgotten anything do you Quite have any possibly. memories oh have you met a member of the royal family? If you've met the Queen ever, just tell Jeff. We might not read it out on the podcast, but she loves all of that kind of stuff. Have you got any stories? you got any goss about the Queen? Oh, I'm so jealous. Anyone you got any dirt on Princess Di? Because Gemma would live for that. I think everybody knows all the dirt on Princess Di. <laughs> she was a misunderstood gem, just like me. Princess of hearts. She's the Queen of hearts. Oh, yeah. Got an upgrade. Right, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening. Ta-ra. Bye. Goodbye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Oh, oh, oh.